Welcome to Burning for Marriage. I'm Christina. And I'm Ryan. And we are your hosts. Now, we haven't sat down and recorded an episode for weeks on weeks because yeah. we... There's a lot going on. A lot going on. We have some big life changes happening. Mm-hmm. We decided to sell our home yep. and we have a pending sale and we are already set for a new home as well. Yeah. And so we were just sitting here just having some quality time going back and forth and... We just got into this heart-to-heart, and we were like, is it time to get back to our podcast? (laughs) (laughs) Pretty much. And rather than just talk about it and be about it, we've been so excited and itching to get back to recording. We just thought, you know what? Let's just press record, and let's make this happen. So we have a different episode than what we promised. That episode will be coming, um, but we just want to... We want to tap into what the Holy Spirit was putting on our hearts right now in this moment. Yeah. And I just felt the burning passion to interview Ryan. Um, do you want to kind of talk about that a little bit? Yeah. So we were just kind of talking about, uh, and, you know, I was going into talking about what life and the difference yeah. of feeling for me from being engulfed in this addiction to how I felt over this past year, overcoming it and battling it still. And, and we were just kind of talking, and Christina was just kind of staring at me. And she was yeah. just like, can I interview you? And cool. she was just like, just like, thank you for like an episode, just, you know, just so I can like ask questions and everything, just because, uh, you know, I it is something to think that, you know, this is something that her and I talk about sometimes, but yeah. just to think like, you know, if potentially hearing the insight from, you know, somebody who, you know, is on that walk and still on that walk yeah. of fighting, you know, freedom from this, you know, addiction every day. But yeah. And I just thought too, like I'm reflecting to where we've been, where we were in this time last year, where we are today Yeah, and we surpassed our one year of freedom, which was yeah. so exciting. Yeah. Um, and we were supposed to celebrate it by going to a trip to our favorite place on earth, Universal Studios. Yeah. But that was when everything was happening with our house. So we, then we just kind of like decided not to go, sold mm-hmm. our house, which will resemble freedom in and of itself. So as I was editing this part, I realized that you could hear a lot of background noise. Um, we just, I just wanted to throw a disclaimer out that when we sat down and we decided that we were going to record this conversation, um, we were sitting on our bed. The microphone was probably a little bit too far away from us, and we were just really having an organic conversation. And so I didn't prep any of the questions. This is just what Holy Spirit put on my heart, and we wanted to include you guys in this conversation. So thank you for the grace with some of the background noises. You can still hear us very clearly. It's just, you're going to hear our water fountain that we have in our bedroom for our cats. Um, and so, and all of the questions were not pre-planned. This was just on the spot, whatever. Um, I just felt Holy Spirit put on my heart and same thing. Ryan responded with whatever the Holy Spirit put on his heart. So thank you for the flexibility and grace and thanks for listening. And I'm just to keep asking questions until we feel like we're you good. Know, our hearts okay. are on the table. Um, so I know what I've noticed about you over mm-hmm. personality-wise, just just in general, like what I've seen. What do you see in yourself from last year to this year or from like two years ago, Ryan, to this year, like physical or emotional changes you've seen in yourself? Um, it, it definitely feels like, like oh, a dramatic shift and like a weight lifted in terms of 
um, you know, I used to define myself as being depressed. Mm-hmm. And I just to see and feel myself as, don't get me wrong, like you definitely have low days, high days, and all that in between. But that I definitely feel more motivated during the day without yeah. needing something to motivate me. Mm-hmm. And it's in some of that's just like that natural drive and energy and just where I'm at because I don't have anything clouding that anymore. Um, and I, I think just how I view my body mm. um, because it's like I still have moments Like physically where, or? Like physically yeah. because, you know, I'm still, don't get me wrong, I don't have the greatest diet in the world. Mm. But, you know, pornography for me also became something that just as much as it objectifies women, it also, there's a certain objectification for men in a way. Oh, wow. And so, so sometimes you know, I had a bad view of myself because just as much as... What you were looking yeah, at. Yeah, because if I was looking at something, then if it made me feel like if I had to be a similar man in that way, whether if it was wow. their physique, whether if it was, you know, just whatever God sure. gifted them in that way, that it's like, then as then you kind of start picking at yourself in that way. Like, and you may not think about I, it initially, but... I mean, like, me just hearing that, like, I know you've said that before. Yeah. But, like, I I have been so, like, me-focused with it and, like, mm-hmm. how it objectified me. Yeah. Or what I was or wasn't. But not understanding that mm-hmm. the per- you sympathized with that because you felt that, mm-hmm. too. Yeah, I was like, not to the, it's definitely not as highlighted. Yeah. And everything, and so it's not always there, but... Um, you definitely see it enough, and that is something that builds over time. Do you, now thinking about, like, biggest differences, though, like, what do you feel has been the biggest difference within having, obviously, the there's obvious differences with, like, the pornography addiction, you in it, but what have you, what are, like, physical changes that maybe you felt, like, Every day, like, do you, whether within our marriage, with how you, like, are talking to people, Um, you know, navigating things? I smile. (laughs) And, you know, not to say that I wasn't happy before by any means, but um, because pornography, I had this constant guilt and shame, and that was all I could focus on. Yeah. So even jokes, even exciting things going on didn't make me like feel happy, didn't make me feel joy or have a smile on my face. Um, where I feel like I enjoy and laugh at jokes more. I enjoy just being in your presence and other mm-hmm. people's presence because I'm not so consumed with my shame and guilt that's wow. taking me away from those moments. I'm actually able to be involved in them and like I even think like with your family with my family I enjoy those moments because like I can can be present in them I'm not thinking like you know I'm not so concerned of hiding an addiction from you and hiding Mm. like an addiction from everyone and what's everyone thinking and you're still battling all these other different thoughts that like I can just be like oh wow that is a great story yeah and, and so. I think too like your confidence too has been this isn't a question it's just an observation like yeah. your confidence is like a whole different level like mm-hmm. even like your 
with you and your passion to like work so much for our fa- for our family and our yeah. future family and like just like you're like I've always known you've been so smart and you're handsome all these things like <laughs> that's okay, my hobby. Flatter like me on this podcast, but yes. like I feel like it's like you start you have you stepped into those rather mm-hmm. than like like you don't believe it and I know you yeah. might have moments of insecurity but like I feel your confidence and it, it's more attractive and maybe that's just Christ flowing through you but it's yeah. like definitely more attractive and my question my follow-up question is we kind of talked about this before we press play um and this is what told me like got me to think like we need to, I need to interview you said like from like upstairs like whenever we used I used to like come and like hug you or yeah. like try to initiate something yeah you talk about like what was going through your mind pre, uh, pre like freedom and mm-hmm. post freedom. <laughs> so, pre pre freedom, being engulfed in this addiction, um, there was a lot of like kind of emptiness because like you know there may have been days if I had already had viewed pornography that day or yeah. um, something like that, then it made those moments where I didn't cherish your body. I didn't cherish that feeling with you and I couldn't see you as amazing as a like wife as you are Mm -hmm. because porn had already I already filled that gap with porn for the day Mm -hmm. and like it 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 made it like an on off switch in my brain that I viewed it as like oh I viewed pornography I'm done for the day so then as if I powered off that section Oh. So then it was like, so I used to have fears of like, you know, if let's say if, you know, if it had been some time since we initiated anything and if we wanted to, there was always that nervousness of would I be able to because I viewed pornography where post like, you know, especially with me working these hours that I have been lately, but then like, then I'm around you more. Yeah. And then just, like, I get those rushes and that excitement and then adrenaline that, like, pornography robbed me of mm-hmm. because I get to, like, see and experience and cherish your body and I see it. And even just being around you, yeah. it's just the different feeling that I get and actually get to be a part of yeah. opposed to my brain already being so numb and just kind of being like, no, you got your fill for the day. Wow. Like do and, whatever you need to, to get away from. And this. I feel like it's so important to talk about that because, mm-hmm. um, honestly, like all of the points that you've made, because I feel like it's so easily brushed to the side that this does not impact your marriage. This does yeah. not impact your well being, And like just hearing your responses already to this point, mm-hmm you've shared that it hasn't, it was impacting your well being. that it yeah. was impacting, you know, our sex life. It was yeah. impacting like our marriage physically but and it's, emotionally. It's, but what's so crazy is, but in the addiction, you don't see it. Yeah. And yeah. you don't feel it because like you, you're lying to so many people and especially to your spouse. Like I was lying to you so much that like, I didn't, when we, when eventually everything came to, and I tried to be honest about everything with you, yeah, it was hard for me to think of everything because I was lying so much to even me. Yeah, like it, I remember like you said I that, couldn't. Yeah. I had to because I had to like lie, and then almost try to forget 
Mm. because like I it, it was almost like my brain was trying to erase evidence oh so yeah. it was like I would lie but then try to get rid of it and so it was kind of like so to me I was just like well I mean like you know we're a normal marriage and we still had a sex life even though it wasn't nearly what it's been like like you know since yeah, God is good God is redeemed no. <laughs> but just like you know, so to every to everyone else and to myself, I kept making myself try to believe like, oh, well, we are a good marriage, and yeah. you know, we have these things, we're happy, and 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 you just don't see it because it's you lying to yourself that you can keep doing the selfish act for yourself, mm-hmm. and that the marriage and yourself is really fine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I feel like too, like when I would like confront you or talk to you about like concerns I saw, or yeah. if I would bring it. You were so defensive to the point where, like, you had, like, the same, like, core lines that you would say that, yeah. like, well, and I feel like those were so normalized. Yeah. Um, that, like, it would, like, make me, I'm trying to remember one that you would say when I would bring it up. I think it was, like, you would say something like, everyone does it, or... Yeah. It's it's a guy thing, or mm-hmm. like t- t- prove show me one guy that hasn't watched pornography. Yeah, um, and that's like right there is part of the worldly problem, you mm-hmm. know, like just because society normalizes it. Yeah, you know, yeah. doesn't mean in a marriage that we centered and wanted to center around God, like doesn't mean that that's what that's. Yeah. Do you it. think if we if we didn't like pretend like I wasn't even in the equation, like if you were still in this addiction, yeah, and where would you? Did you think that you would always be okay? Did you or did you feel a doom that was coming because of it? I like, did you feel it? I didn't necessarily feel a doom. The so the doom, and I know I've talked to you about this before. Is mm-hmm. the only doom. I ever felt was thinking of you in the equation that you would eventually leave. Mm. But with you out in the equation, like I never felt like a doom. I never felt pulled in in a way that it would escalate to greater or worse things or as if it would just be become so crazy out of control. Yeah. But there's a part of me that did always think that like it was just always going to be there. Oh, okay. So, like, the, nothing, but nothing that would make it be like, oh man, like something so drastically horrible would happen. But I did always have the thought, like, of that you was know, your dream in, in, you would have. Yeah, including you in the equation. That was, I think, like she will eventually leave. Mm. And like I even, you know, the enemy had me thinking and even vocalizing it to almost me speaking life to it. Yeah. And, and giving power to and that. And giving story, power yeah. to it. And I think that's what made me even stick to it because it made me, my brain and me think that, like, well, my addiction will be here Forever, even even this... when my wife leaves. Got it. And so mm-hmm. it just made it seem like, you know, she's going to be upset about this and leave me anyways. So yeah. well, You had mentioned one time when we were driving, and I just remembered because we had to take a second to remember it, but yeah. you had mentioned that whenever I would, either when we were in church because yep. um, we grew up in the church, right? But you you always felt a disconnect with God. Yeah. And you especially felt it when I would bring up God all the time. Yeah. Um, and you shared something in the car, and I want you to kind of elaborate on yeah. that. Yeah. So what I shared and talked about was, so 
growing up, I grew up in a Christian household, and we talked about that before, but I was never really a full believer, but I went to church yep. with you. But obviously, a part of me, some of that disconnect was because I knew I was participating in something yep. that was a sin. And it kind of made it where, like, I didn't connect to all the messages at church, and sometimes it was hard for me to listen because I knew of how I was acting in. But I used to always get bothered every time Christina would bring up, or you would bring up, God. Anytime you'd say it, whether if it was, you know, in thinking of a decision, in trusting in Him, and whatever it was, I kind of had this feeling of it's just like, why does she got to bring it up? Like, yeah. Why does she got to bring him up? And during that, it, this time, it's made me look back and think of like, at least this is just my personal take, Yeah, is I think because participating in something so long and I had that demon like attached to me. And I think so much because I used to get irritable. Oh, yeah. When yeah. you would like, start talking about God and when you would like speak of Jesus and I just felt irritable and I would just like lash lash in a way of just like yeah just trying to eliminate them and something in what Christine is referring to is I spoke that I think that because of carrying that evil spirit and that demon with me Mm. that the demon didn't like hearing God's name yep and he didn't want me to take any part of it not to, you know, receive messages from church, not to have my wife or my fiance speak into me about it because the closer God got to me because, you you know, every spirit, every demon has already lost to, the, to God. Yeah. But knows, it flees at his name. It flees at his name. Mm-hmm. But they know that they can't beat him, but they know that if they can try to keep me away from him, yeah, that they can rule me as a vessel. Yeah. And so it just made me think that I think that that's part of it. And obviously, you know, and for people that it's like if you may not have a hard time believing or to think of and hear spirits and themes that we carry. And it's like, you know, and because and, that was something that was always hard for me to think of. And so and I think that's just how they make us. Yeah. What what was the big because the other thing, like part of our testimony is Ryan really struggled with his faith. Um mm-hmm. For a while, and it wasn't until you know we broke free from your addiction that that you you've been. And I know there's a season for everything. Yeah. But like, I have like I look to my right at church now, and he's like popping, like he's popping and dropping for the Lord. You know what I mean? Right. Like busting a move when and but what I was wondering is like, do you think that? Do you think this was the only barrier that was keeping you from God, or do you think? It was just one vessel. Like, do you think um, they were like and if, do you if, think if like, pornography was? Yeah, and do you think like for someone else that if someone is you know watching pornography or if that could be something that's blocking them? Um, I so I think for me it definitely was the main vessel for me. Yeah. Um, I think that was the anchor to a lot of what I carried. Yeah. But I still think. There was other things that kept me from it. Yeah. Um, but I think how pornography started branching into all aspects of my life yeah. is kind of what contributed to that. But I think 
And because for everyone, some people view pornography and it doesn't become an addiction. I think it be, like we it describe it as a bad habit. Like, yeah. like I could say because you know, getting like drunk on alcohol, like because yeah. you know God calls us not to, you know, overdo with alcohol. That you know that's something for me that it's like oh if I ever did something like that, like that's not I haven't ever had a problem with alcohol. That's something I do where other people, they have an issue with alcohol. Mm. Do you see what I'm saying? Yeah. I would still – I totally see it. I I think like my only conflict with it would be that you're still – like, yeah, I don't think you should get drunk. Right. Like you're, you're, when you're drinking, your goal should not be to get drunk. Right. But my question – like with pornography, if someone – I still think I think the root of pornography is still it is like a something that takes from your soul, I feel like. Oh, yes. So I feel like someone who just has a bad habit, it's still yeah. that's still pulling you from the Lord. It's still pulling you from yeah. God's I, image of oneness. Yeah, and, I I still think Yeah, so I do think that pornography was the main thing that kept me from it. You know, if I try to think of like other things that might have, I think of just um, kind of, it, but it kind of semi goes along with it of just kind of how I let culture kind of tell me a lot yeah. of how I saw the world, how I saw religion. Um, I was someone that I've always been a facts and numbers person, so I let basically like science yeah. and math tell me that it was kind of like, hey, if someone can't explain or prove it to me, yeah, then I don't believe it. And For a fellow brother or sister who. Mm-hmm might be struggling through this addiction or maybe they just see it as a bad habit or maybe they don't see it bad at all. Yeah. Who also are struggling with their faith. What would you want to, to speak to them or share with them? Um, in regards with obviously just your walk and your story. I, I think I promise that however bad you don't think it is, it's worse. Because even, and I remember listening to someone talk about it that, like, I think I was somebody that I probably thought my, on a scale of 1 to 10, 10 being I'm way over in on this Mm -hmm. addiction, I probably thought I was on a 4. Because, you know, I thought, because in my own head, I didn't think it was a problem. It was just something I just, you know, part partook in whatever it was but then really stepping back now and yeah what would you think you are i were i would have said it was probably like an eight or a nine yeah just in terms of how often it was in terms of the extent of things that i got to like and and so i think one just for people to think like in something like a little challenge like i do with some people is kind of like you know, how long can you go without? Yeah. Is because, like, if if you start noticing within a week that you have a desire and an itch to, like, view it again, yeah, that it might be worse than you think. Yeah. Because, like, if you can't easily separate yourself, because that was a lie I always told myself is I thought, oh, I can easily stop. Yeah. I just don't want to. Yeah. But really what it was was I couldn't, yeah. but I just... 
lied to myself saying, oh, yeah, I can. I just don't want to. Mm-hmm. And so I think that. But as well as, um, you know, it, it's so hard because everything with my addiction and kind of coming together with God started kind of happening at the same time for me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I, I don't know personally how I would advise whether if it's going one way or another. Because for me, obviously through our testimony, everything kind of just came to be. and Surrender it, was weird. Yeah, it's, 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 <laughs> surrender was happening. Um, and I think just, I, I don't know. It, it, it's hard... It's hard to say, but I guess like, you know, just I had to surrender it. Yeah. Um, and I think ask asking God like to give you a vision of like what you might not be seeing in yourself mm. of, you know, whether if it's if it's bad or if you're concerned of where it's leading you of for him to show you how, you know, he can make it better to see how bad it really might be in yourself that, you know, it wasn't until I surrendered it until I started taking steps and things I needed to for me that, you know, I'm still to this day kind of seeing how bad it was. Yeah. You know, I'm, you know, still having epiphanies and thoughts and realizations about what my life within that addiction was like. What do you what do you think is your current, the biggest struggle currently with you being a year out? What do you think is still something that you have to, I don't know, like a discomfort maybe you're feeling or does that make sense? Yeah. Like, do you mean just like something that you're struck? Like it's, it's still not like immensely struggling. You're struggling through it, but maybe it's like, it's still like something you need to be self-aware about or, um, does that make sense? Yeah, I, I think I think for me it's how easy the enemy wants to justify a quick glance mm. in my mind. Yeah. Because because pornography is so visual. Yeah. And it wants you to objectify people. And so yeah. I never realized how often when I was looking around yeah. the difference between was I looking around just like in a store just to look around in a store mm-hmm. and be vigilant or was I looking around because I was objectifying women that were around? Yeah. And yeah. so I think that's the thing for me and I know that's something I try is like being aware of like where we are and yeah. what might be around and knowing that like I have to – my brain – in society would say, oh, you're just curious to look around, but I know what's around. Yep. And it's a matter of, am I going to fall to it and allow myself to fall into that temptation mm. to view something that I know isn't for the right reason? Wow. It's yeah. Because I'm not, I wouldn't be looking around because, oh, I, I felt we were unsafe and I wanted to make sure. It's because, no, you heard somebody or you know you know someone's around and you just want to see if you can get a glance yeah and that's something that the enemy is always going to speak into me Mm. because it's accessible because there's always going to be people yeah and so 
And I think, like, Michael Todd talked about that. Like, he mm-hmm. – we love Michael Todd. He talks about um, – he's struggled with a porn addiction as well. Yeah. But he talked about how, like, that – like, that – I don't know that instinct to look and to crave the opposite sex is always there. Yeah. But it's always the second and third and like, you yeah. know, you're instinctively looking and yeah. that's where, it, that's where it's an because, issue because you're, you're looking out of lust. Yeah. You know? Because like if, you know, if you are moving by and you see that like, you know, you guys pass a woman, it's one thing that it's like, Oh, that that's recognized. But it's when you try to make that, the justification. Semi, yeah. semi look to see if you can see something else with the second, like you said, second, third glance. That's when it becomes, you know, the lust taking over. That's when it becomes, sure, you know, yeah. that trying to pull you back. But, Do you have any other things that you would want to share that you want me to ask? Any other things that you want to just express? Um. I guess for me, I know we've talked about it in previous episodes, but I think something for me that has helped me is I know we've talked about like boundaries we've set like on my phone. Yeah. And because whether we like it or not, we have a computer in our pockets at all time. Yeah. Um, And depending on the severity of it for each individual, like I had to, you know, accept those differences on my phone and, and I've taken ownership and how I speak about it because like, you know, I, you know, my friends know why I have those settings on my phone and how I need them and everything because I need to have those restrictions for myself, not Mm. because you know, oh, this is, you know, what has to be in place. It's because, like, because in a stage of healing where the enemy's still going to want to pull me back to that addiction. Yeah. You know, I remember we watched that sermon about it, that it's like, why am I going to have, allow that temptation in my pocket? Yeah. You know, it's like when I could, we could easily set it where it's like, you know, I don't need, you know, for a lot of things, I don't need an internet browser on my phone. You know, I don't need to have a lot of those things that would give me accessibility to that. Sure. And so, yeah. No, that's a good point. I forgot that. We have that in place. and um, But I just want to say thank you for being vulnerable, Ryan, and sharing and answering those questions because I know that – I know that it's like putting you on display, but we are at a place where like – Freedom is ours by just sharing by sharing this every mm-hmm. single time. It's more freeing for us. Yeah. Um, I think like the the feedback we've been getting from episodes is like, how are you guys able to talk about this stuff? Like, yeah. You know, like I can't believe you would talk about that so freely. It's amazing, and it's like it's it. There's nothing like there's no explaining freedom. It's there's no the, explaining it. Our testimony. Was probably the hardest episode oh, yeah. to record. Yep, and to just air and, and to like know when it was posted. Like I remember, we like were texting each other during so the nervous. Yeah. Um, but because since then, like being able to talk about it, because getting that initial release of it, like that's the kind of helping freeing of it. Mm-hmm. And the more we talk about it, it also strengthens us because one, like you know, we're 
talking about it, praising God like through it. Amen. Of, of yes. what, what he's been for us in this season. But, you know, as well as it kind of, I feel like I know for me, kind of gives me that motivation of talking about like how I, you know, don't want to go back to that. Yeah. And we want to continue. And we're super excited because we are both um, stepping into this freedom group that we both yeah. are doing through our church. And we're excited to bring some of that content here and to share that with you guys. But we missed we missed recording and yeah. we were like, you know what? Let's just do this. We don't have our normal setup. We're literally sitting on a bed on a floor because yeah. all of our furniture has since been gone and sold and all the things. But <laughs> we are so excited to be back yeah. and to be recording. And... I, if if you guys have or if anyone has like any other like questions they would want Christina to ask me yes or like if you guys want me to answer like I have no problem like answering <laughs> more yep. questions or doing anything like this if there's anything specific that people want to know or people want to yes. ask they yes. can we're answer. open books I was like I can I can give you a reference of my story I, I yeah. can't say it'll be yes exactly but but we want to close out all of our episodes with just a little prayer so yeah. um, we just thought that would be a great way to just stand in agreement and to uh to stand in agreement with you guys as our listeners and mm-hmm. our little burning for marriage family. So dear Heavenly Father, we just want to say thank you to all the listeners tuning in right now. And we just want to meet them wherever they're at. Um, Either if they're more resonating with Ryan's story or more resonating with mine or neither nor, but just are just trying to live for you, Father God, we just ask that you meet this, meet them in this space. We ask that they just feel you, Holy Spirit today throughout their week. Um, As they continue to finish out their day, Father God, we just ask that your presence is known. Thank you, God, for your grace, grace in our story, grace in Ryan's story, Grace in my story, Father God, you are written in all of it. And we just surrender this all to you. We love you, Lord, and we're here to serve you in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. All right, y'all. Have a great day. We will see you guys in the next episode. Peace. Peace.